Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Imagine you're on a John Deere mower with a smooth ride, intuitive controls, and attachments for every season. You just have to get in the seat. Learn more at johndeere.com slash get in the seat or visit a dealer near you. everyone. This week, I'm getting away to visit the Dominican Republic for the first time. I'm so excited. I've been to a lot of islands in the Caribbean, but never to the Dominican. So I pulled a favorite show from the archives that I hope you'll enjoy. It's Five Steps to Grow Rich Without a Budget. Have a wonderful week, and I'll be back Wednesday with a brand new show. Feeling stuck in your job? Bank of America's The Academy for Consumer and Small Business helps you develop a long-term career path through peer mentorship, immersive programs, and a variety of clear and distinct paths you can reach the next level in your career. Take your first step toward a long-term career path at careers.bankofamerica.com. That's careers.bankofamerica.com. I'm super excited to bring you today's show. I think it's going to help you if you have maybe had a little bit of guilt about not having a budget, or maybe you've tried budgeting in the past and it just didn't work for you. I would say if you don't have a budget, you're definitely not alone. A recent U.S. bank study found that only 41% of Americans have a budget. I'm actually surprised that it's that high. While keeping a close eye on income and expenses can be the key to making better financial decisions, it's also possible to build wealth without one. This is a really important topic because I think for a lot of people, budgeting just really goes against their grain. And I know that it does for me, and I'm going to tell you more about that. But the idea here is that you can turn budgeting on its head. You can look at it from a completely different perspective, kind of from a top-down perspective rather than a bottom-up perspective. And a lot of people, including me, have found smart ways to manage money and achieve financial success without being preoccupied with every penny. So that's what we're going to cover today. And by the way, if you have questions, comments, suggestions for future show topics, I'd love to hear them. You can reach me in several ways. One is on Twitter. I'd encourage you to follow me at Laura Adams. That's my handle. You can also email me directly from my contact page at my personal site, lauradadams.com, and you can join my private Facebook group called Dominate Your Dollars. That's a great place to post questions and get involved in the conversation there. There's a group of really smart people who are contributing and making a great community there. To join, you can just text the word dollars, D-O-L-L-A-R-S, to the number 33444. And another way to reach me is to subscribe to my weekly email, and you can just hit reply to those emails. Each week I send out a very 
short, free email that's filled with tips and tools that I think you might enjoy. To get that, all you have to do is text GET UPDATES with no space, GET UPDATES to that same number 33444. I'd love to stay in touch with you. So let's jump right in and talk about what a budget is. You're probably already familiar with the idea of a budget, even if you've never kept one. A personal budget allocates your expected income to certain expense categories, such as housing, food, debt repayment, and savings. You create categories and maybe even subcategories for all the ways you spend money, and you set limits on each one of them. Then you compare the budgeted amounts to what you really spend, and then you make cuts or you reallocate funds from one category to another so you never go overboard in any one category. Budgets also become challenging when you don't have regular or reliable income. If you're self-employed, maybe you get paid on commission or perhaps you qualify for a big bonus plan and that makes up a big part of your annual income. You may have already given up on budgets because you don't know exactly how much you'll earn from month to month. Another wrinkle is that we don't always spend the same amount per month on each expense category, like insurance, healthcare, food, or utilities. You can make an estimate by calculating how much you spent last year and then dividing it by 12 to get a monthly estimate. But you may not have that data from last year or The numbers this year could be really different from last year's numbers. For me, the roadblock to budgeting isn't so much the math, but a feeling of deprivation. Budgets are often compared to diets because they seem like a temporary mad dash to meet a short-term goal, and I've never been good at diets either. When I make changes, I really prefer for them to be lifestyle changes. Now, I'm not saying that these types of sprints in terms of Budgeting and diets cannot work because they certainly can work when you've gone completely off the rails and you need to get back on track quickly. However, I generally believe that a better approach for long-lasting financial success is to set up a sustainable, realistic, and flexible money management system. Don't get me wrong, it's not that you won't need to make sacrifices to achieve your financial goals. Few of us have the resources to afford everything we want for ourselves and our families. My point is that focusing just on the math can be myopic, like not seeing the forest for the trees. So what I'm going to do is take you through five steps to grow rich without a budget. Instead of feeling guilty that you don't follow a budget, I want you to use these five steps to manage your money wisely. So the first step is focus on your net worth. To understand how to get where you want to go, you need to know exactly where you are right now. In other words, growing rich starts by getting a grasp on your current financial situation. And I know that can be very scary for many people because you may not be happy with your finances and you really may not want to face them. But you've got to embrace reality to make positive changes. The best way to start is to create a tool that you can use throughout your entire life to help you gauge your level of financial fitness. The tool that I'd like you to create is called a personal financial statement or 
PFS for short. A PFS gives you a complete view of your current situation, and it should be updated on a regular basis, maybe annually or even quarterly. Each time you update your PFS, the purpose is to recalculate your net worth, which equals your assets minus your liabilities. And I'll explain more about that in a moment. I use an Excel spreadsheet to list out each asset I own, such as cash accounts, retirement accounts, investing accounts, real estate, vehicles, and other personal possessions that have real value. Below these, I list my liabilities. These are the things that I owe, such as mortgages, car notes, and credit card balances. The difference between what you own and what you owe is your net worth. For instance, if you own $250,000 in assets, but you have $200,000 in debts, your net worth is $50,000. Net worth is an important number because it reveals your true financial resources at a given point in time. If you owe more than you own, you'll have a negative net worth. And probably many of you listening are in that situation. And if that is the case, don't despair. Just work on bringing that negative net worth up to a positive number. The goal is to increase your assets and shrink your liabilities every year. Tracking your net worth over time is an incredibly valuable exercise because it keeps you focused on what really matters, which is building wealth. There's no magic net worth number that you should have at a given age, but I'm going to give you a rough guideline to target. It's a formula that takes your age and subtracts 25. So once you have that number, set that aside, then you're going to take your annual gross income and divide it by five. Once you have that number, you're going to multiply it by the first number. So here's an example. If you're 35 years old, subtracting 25 gives you 10. Let's say you earn $60,000 a year. Divide that by 5, that equals 12,000. So we would multiply 10 by 12,000. That gives you $120,000. That's a good net worth to target for your age. Now, if you're 35 years old and that amount of wealth just seems way out of reach for you, don't worry. Improving your financial health doesn't happen overnight. What you need to do is just follow the remaining steps in this podcast to build wealth over time. And in chapter two of my book, Money Girl Smart Moves to Grow Rich, I review this net worth formula and I explain step by step how to create a personal financial statement. And you can even download chapters one and two of my book, for free. And that also includes a sample personal financial statement to help you get started. And if you want to download chapters one and two of my book for free, you can either visit the notes for this show that's in the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com, or you can visit my personal site, lauradadams.com. There's a simple opt in box right on the homepage. Okay, the second step is. Consider your financial end game. After you know your net worth, it's time to create a financial plan. This doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to take a long time. You don't need to be a financial whiz or have a high-paying job to achieve significant financial goals. What you need to do is just think about the big picture of your life and consider your financial end game. 
That's simply the financial and non-financial dreams you have. Why do you want more financial success in the first place? Take a moment to reconnect with what's important to you. I find that it's really helpful to imagine my life five years from now. Consider where you're living. How do you spend your time? What would make you proud to say that you had accomplished between now and then? Then stretch your imagination out further and do the same for your life in 10 or 20 years. Go farther and imagine you're on your deathbed with just a few hours left to live. What accomplishments would make you feel good about yourself even in your final hours? These types of heavy questions can give you important information about yourself and inspire you to begin planning for what truly matters to you. Maybe you want to travel the world in retirement, pay for your kid's college, take a nice vacation every year, move into a bigger place, give to charitable organizations, or just be prepared for the day you can no longer work. It's your call. Time passes quickly, so don't underestimate how much small decisions and everyday actions impact your finances decades from now. We all want a financial future with more freedom, not less freedom. By thinking about the end game first, you focus on your dreams, which can make necessary sacrifices a lot easier to handle. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. I can take Claritin D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. I live by routines, especially my same day delivery routine with Shipped. Because when Sunday rolls around, I'm not scared. I got my shopper on the way with all my favorites. Shipped. Delight in every delivery. Learn more at Shipped.com. The third step is decide on your financial goals. So once you know where your finances stand today by creating a personal financial statement and you have some idea about what you want to achieve in the future, it's time to create specific financial goals to clarify your intent. 
Before I tell you more about creating your goals, I want to take a short break to thank the sponsors who make Money Girl possible. I'm in the process of organizing and digitizing old items and memories, and Legacy Box is by far the easiest solution I've found. With Legacy Box, you can experience the joy and nostalgia of reliving the glory days and ensure that your family history is preserved forever. All you have to do is send in your Legacy Box filled with old home movies and pictures. They'll do the rest professionally digitizing your moments onto a thumb drive, digital download, or DVD with personalized updates at every step. No wonder Legacy Box is the world's largest, most trusted digitizer of home movies and photos with over a decade of experience. There's never been a better time to digitally preserve your memories. Visit LegacyBox.com today to get started. Plus, for a limited time, they're offering Money Girl listeners an exclusive discount. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Money Girl to get 40% off your first order or save up to $200 on the largest Legacy Box kit. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Money Girl and save 40% today. Get started preserving your past. I also want to thank True & Co. The original True Body Bra by TrueAndCo.com is the bra women are talking about. Over half a million women swear by it, and you could be one of them. The True Body Bra looks amazing on you. The buttery soft fabric smooths you in all the right places, and it has no wires, so it's super comfortable. But unlike other wire-free bras, it's made with proprietary fabric that still gives you the support you need. It took over six years of collecting data from 7 million women to make this incredible bra. So it's no surprise that TrueAndCo.com has sold over half a million of the original True Body bras because great things happen when women come together. The Today Show calls it game-changing, and Good Housekeeping says it's the ultimate lounge bra. I can tell you that the True Body bra is really different. It is so comfortable, I forget I'm even wearing it. So try it out for yourself. You'll see. Try the True Body Bra from True & Co. today with free and easy returns. And save 15% now when you go to trueandco.com money and enter the code money. That's T-R-U-E-A-N-D-C-O dot com slash money. Okay, let's talk about setting your financial goals. There are three different types of goals to consider when you're doing financial planning, short-term, medium-term, and long-term. Short-term financial goals are those you want to achieve within one year. You might want to max out a retirement account, buy a new car, save for holiday gift-giving, or donate a percentage of income to charity. If there's one short-term goal that I could recommend for you, I would say be determined to establish an emergency fund. Having a cash reserve is key for staying out of financial trouble. None of us knows what the future holds when it comes to our income, our health, or our economy. So you got to hope for the best, but always plan for the worst by keeping a healthy cash cushion in the bank. Medium-term goals are those you want to accomplish in the range of one to five years in the future. These might include beefing up your emergency fund, paying off debt, saving for a down payment on a home, or saving for your children's education. 
And long-term goals are, of course, those that you intend to achieve more than five years into the future. The granddaddy of all long-term goals is saving for retirement. And perhaps if you can afford it, saving for the education of a young child. I recommend that everyone make a goal to invest a minimum of 10 to 15% of their gross income for retirement. This is just one long-term goal that you've got to make a priority. There are even some tax-advantaged accounts that can help you achieve long-term goals like retirement, paying for education, and healthcare costs. If you're interested in learning more about those, I'm going to put links to some resources in the notes. And again, they're in the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. The fourth step we'll cover is create a spending plan. Now that you have a clear picture of where your personal finances stand today by creating or updating your personal financial statement, and you know where you'd like your finances to be, by setting short, medium, and long-term goals, the next step is to close the gap between the two. Instead of budgeting, I recommend creating a spending plan. This is a really simple plan for how you intend to manage your money. The idea is to account for your financial goals in addition to all your living expenses. So the total of your expenses has got to balance with your take-home income so you never spend more than you earn. I'll give you some guidelines to follow for what percentage of your income to allocate to broad types of expenses. But guys, there's no right or wrong way to set up your spending plan. Everyone has different goals and priorities. My spending plan starts at the top. As I mentioned, I kind of have a top-down approach. So I start with how much I want to set aside for my long-term goal, which is a comfortable retirement. I invest no less than 10% of my gross income by making contributions to different retirement accounts. I also make sure to maintain a minimum of six months worth of living expenses in my bank savings account. Once those are accounted for, I simply make sure to live off the rest. So my strategy is to pay for my financial goals first and then never spend more than what's left. It's not difficult for me now, but there were many years when I cut back ruthlessly on big expenses like housing and cars, and I eliminated just about every unnecessary cost, such as dining out, entertainment, and new clothes. If you feel like you can't afford to fund your goals, especially investing for retirement, it's time to tighten up your spending. You've got to just eliminate items you really would not miss, like a gym membership that you're not using and online impulse buys. Make changes that are less expensive and that are better for you, like cooking at home and bringing your lunch to work. Shop your utilities, shop your insurance to see if there are less expensive options for your situation. One popular planning approach is called the 50-30-20 rule. This is a basic guideline for setting limits on your living expenses, your variable expenses, and your savings. With the 50-30-20 rule, you spend no more than 50% of your take-home income on fixed expenses and true necessities like housing, insurance, utilities, food, transportation, and debt payments. You limit your variable expenses. These are the things that you've got more control over, such as dining out, 
clothes, cable TV, travel, and gifts, you limit all of those variable expenses to 30%. And the remaining 20% of your income is for your financial goals, like building an emergency fund and making those retirement contributions. Now, these are rules of thumb that you can tailor to your situation and priorities. For instance, if you can spend 40% on your fixed expenses instead of 50%, you could increase your variable costs to 40%. Or you could boost your savings from 20% up to 30%. And the final, the fifth step is create an earning plan. As much as creating a spending plan can improve your financial life, creating an earning plan can be even more powerful. There's a limit to how much spending you can cut, right? You can only go down to zero. And even then, we've still got to live somewhere and eat something. So you can't cut everything, but the amount of additional income that you can earn is unlimited. Consider all the ways that you could earn more over the short or long term. Maybe you could get more overtime. You could do freelance work on the side or get a second job. Once I began earning more, I kept my expenses low and I had enough free board to save and invest more and more each year. So always start small and then increase your savings a percentage or two every year so you build it over time, especially when you get a pay raise, a windfall, or a bonus. The trick to building wealth is not to spend more when you make more. Having more income and cash flow is fantastic, but if you spend it carelessly, it won't help you achieve your financial goals or help you build more financial security. One way to protect yourself from making bad financial moves is to put your goals on autopilot. Easy access to money makes it easier to spend on unnecessary items and to make impulse purchases, which can really derail your spending. So use tools like an online bank account or an app to set up automatic transfers to an IRA. Or if you've got a 401k at work, Those contributions must come from automatic payroll deductions, but you could also request that your employer send a portion of your paycheck by direct deposit to your savings account if you want to save even more. For ongoing money management, I'm a big fan of Quicken software, which is really the gold standard when it comes to money management and bookkeeping. It's an all-in-one solution that aggregates transactions from all of your financial institutions, and it allows you to create customized categories, reports, budgets if you want them. You can even pay bills from inside Quicken, sync up multiple devices, and more. It's a really great program. You might also try out some free money management apps that aggregate and categorize your financial transactions in a dashboard, like Mint and Personal Capital or two that I recommend. If you prefer using spreadsheets to managing money, check out all the great templates on simple planning. And I'll put links to these resources in the notes for this show on the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. Growing rich is about much more than budgeting. Abraham Lincoln said, the best way to predict your future is to create it. So it's time to decide what you want your future to be and how to use money as a tool to create it. Then develop a spending plan to get there by setting aside the right amounts in the right places 
so you make it happen as soon as possible. Keep listening, learning, and leveraging your resources to grow richer every single day. Thanks for being with me today. If you're enjoying the show, let me know by subscribing for free and taking a minute to submit a quick five-star review on iTunes. If you've not done that yet, please take a moment. I read everyone and they mean a lot to me. If you want to find older podcast episodes, maybe those that predate what's in the feed on iTunes or any other aggregator where you're getting podcasts, you'll find the full archive of shows along with all the show notes on the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's.